This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, wonderful, hilarious, and over there in Austria wearing a black tank top co-host, Monica. Hello. Wearing a black tank top, that is true. I had to look down for a second if that was the case, but I actually I saw see that. myself. And, and <laughs> like, am I? Am I? Oh, I am. am I? Oh, I am. Yeah, I am. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Life is life. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, With you a just asked blue me tank that. top. Uh, it's not a blue tank top. It's a blue bra. My tank top is actually green. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can identify this on the webcam. Oh, yes. It's green. I see it's it. Green. So it's green. So everybody just saw some boobs. Boobs are good. It's a good segue into our conversation today. That is very true. That is very true. Yeah. We had some issues naming it on Twitch, to be honest, but... Um, we're talking about our, sex. We're talking about sex, yes. We're talking about women and sex. Sex and <laughs> feminism. Sex and feminism. I'm not sure if the current audience is so excited about this, but there we go. <laughs> well, I think it's a pretty exciting topic. And I just yes. want to say, like, publicly, th- thanks to Frasley for suggesting the topic, because... Yeah, we were. Um, yeah, it's a topic. Well, I'm so far away from the US at the moment. That's why I wasn't aware that this is all going on. Also, I've been working all day, so I have n- had no idea that um, the humidity of female body parts is apparently a topic right now on Twitter and in the US. Yeah. So, for anybody that doesn't know, Cardi B has released her first single uh, of 2020, and it's called WAP which stands for wet ass pussy. It's a song. It's a very sexual song and it's a very sexual video. And lo and behold, conservative men are like, nah, this is appalling. Is what conservative men do. Horrible. Horrible is what they said. They say a lot of things. Well, they do say a lot of things. They do say a lot of very stupid stuff, especially when you're called, what's his face? Ben Sharpio. Shapiro. Shapiro. Sharpio. I like Sharpio better Sharpio, than Shapiro. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it's not just Ben Shapiro. It's also uh, James P. Bradley, who is a U.S. House candidate. And he said, the new song, WAP, which I heard accidentally, made me want to pour holy water in my ears. And I feel sorry for future girls if this is their role model. <laughs> like, I since when is a it. song a national debate? Oh, no. It's when it's about female sexual pleasure that it's a national debate. Because that there's nothing true. more important to talk about right now in America. No, because the U.S. has no other issues in the world than um, how humid female body parts get. Humid. <laughs> like this description, <laughs> Monica. <laughs> I just keep calling it that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, and also, 
Because it's not the first time that there has been sexual content in any music video ever at all. Oh, right. Those are made by men. So that makes all the difference, right? Right. Like anytime there's controversial and sexually empowering lyrics coming from Cardi B or Rihanna or Lizzo or I've just lost... Uh, Nicki Minaj, thank you, Brain, for finally working. It's like, <laughs> you know, anytime that somebody empower somebody female is like talking about sex in such a powerful and positive way, it's like, oh, sex is so dirty and wrong. But like Ludacris has an entire song dedicated to all of the different locations that he wants to fuck a woman. <laughs> I mean, especially when out. we get into he lists them out. Do you not know it? It's a great song. I know every no, single word to it. it. <laughs> Please go ahead. I want the improvisation of that. I want to get you in the George <laughs> Dome on the 50-yard line while the Dirty Birds kick for free. And if you like it in the club, we can do it in the DJ booth or in the back of the VIP with cream with cherries and strawberries on top. Like it don't stop. Keep the back door locked. Don't knock while the boat rock. And it continues and continues. Tabletop. The rock to the park to the point to the flatlands. <laughs> That is great. It's an entire song about all of the locations that Ludacris will have sex with you. I mean, so not I, with me, thank you. Well, um, um, that's fine. Not you, that's, but with a woman, no, with women, yes. with people, with women. Yes, in his case, probably women, but yes, probably. <laughs> I don't know if people saw as a bit of a reference. So besides, besides the fact that, like whoever you mentioned before said he's gonna pour holy water in his ear ben Shapiro is uh american clearly because that's sometimes one of the most conservative ones right um but he's a conservative political commentator media host and attorney um he writes a, co a column for creators syndicate in newsweek and he serves as editor-in-chief for the daily wire and he has his own show which he hosts which is called the ben Shapiro show, which um, is also a daily political political podcast and live radio show. And in this, I think it was in the Ben Shapiro show, he um, went ahead and did a how can you even call that? Uh, he an impression of the song. He broke down the lyrics and and read them out, but not really. He just kind of he 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 p worded them out and and f worded them out and. It was a thing that happened. And so besides doing all that, where he took the time and the pleasure, let's call it that because I guess that was a bit of it as well, um, where he was reading through it with a stoic voice, like he was reciting Shakespeare in a way. Um, he then mentioned kind of, how do you say that? I, I don't know what the word is. Um, in a weird, snarky side comment that this is what feminism fought for. And it's not about being like equal or equally important, but but to sing about um, very humid female body parts. I keep calling it that. I really like that. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a very descriptive. I, I'm not, <laughs> not very descriptive. I don't know. Um, what he said uh, was anyway, that... It's, it's also human, this, isn't it? Yeah. This is what uh, <laughs> feminists fought for. This is what the feminist movement was all about. And if you say anything differently, it's because you're a misogynist. See? Yes, exactly. That's what he said. 
And then he tweeted and he said, uh, I fully explained on the show that it's misogynistic to question whether graphic descriptions of wet ass P star 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 is empowering for women. WAP is obviously an incredibly profound statement of women's empowerment, a la Susan B. Anthony. So then he continues in his tweet to say, as I also discussed on the show, my only real concern is that the women involved who apparently require a bucket and a mop get the medical care they require. My doctor's, my doctor wife's, well, I guess he meant my doctor's wife. No, 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 he's saying his wife is a doctor, my doctor wife, my wife who is a doctor. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Her diagnosis is bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonas. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I don't even know what all that is. (laughs) Honestly, that just makes me a little bit sad for his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I never get wet. Um, And any woman that does get wet actually has a problem. And I'm like, I mean, uh. <laughs> what I generally want to throw in there for everybody listening, however it looks down there, is your own your concern and not anybody else's concern. So it's not necessary to to I don't know sit on a towel and hope it never ends. Uh, if that's not what's happening for you or or the squirting and all that stuff, it, well. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at you saying squirting. It was great. Keep it up. <laughs> So, because I also do think that sometimes there is the high pressure of, oh my God, there's something wrong with me because I'm not, I don't know, I don't ejaculate out of my hoo-ha like men do out of their peen, right? So, (laughs) I guess that's just something that we also just need to consider that it's not, we're not leveling up the bar as it is, but oh my God, if that's the only issue, why you can't get wet because you have a, a yeast infection and it's just a very pathetic excuse for women who enjoy and who do have a very soggy bottom (laughs) moist (laughs) well (laughs) thanks monica (laughs) well you didn't approve my humid female body parts (laughs) so there we go that's where we ended up now wow yep um i like this other quote that somebody is attributing to ben shapiro is that the female orgasm is a lie by liberal democrats <laughs> I read that too. That made me like, laugh as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he also went on the record to say that the only time his doctor wife has ever gotten wet is when she has an affection, infection, not affection. <laughs> and let's say this: I share this information with the entire world for some reason, and it's like, mm, okay, so you've literally just told the entire world that you never get your wife wet. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, in general, it's still not about. It's not really even about all of this, isn't it? Because what it is about is that a man comes over when a woman writes something super sexual. And uh, if you watch the video, she's owning it, right? And and it's Cardi B. Cardi B just doesn't give a flying fuck about anything. And and generally super sexual, like probably. And rapping also, we have to look at the genre as well. Rapping in general is like a super sexualized industry muse part of the music industry right where where besides often violence and all that also sexualization of women in during rap videos especially when it comes from from male rappers is also intense all the time right and now there comes this woman along owns that shit owns it in her industry and celebrates her sexuality like this 
a guy comes along and questions it all of a sudden because why? It's your concern, is it? Well, I mean, as we know, it's not okay for women to express themselves, women to feel empowerment in their sexuality. Um, we've been, you know, conditioned for years that enjoying sex as a woman is totally not okay. It's uh, it's shameful to, to get any kind of pleasure from sex. And uh, like, it's, it's actually something that we're talking about in my, uh, my like sister, my spiritual group right now, um, yeah. all about how we need, like, not like there's so much to unpack with like how we've been brought up in terms of sexuality and like because it is so shameful and there is this huge movement right now of bringing sexuality and feminine like femininity into its own and like em finding empowerment and orgasms empowerment and owning your sexuality and like just like womb healings and like there it's, there's a lot of woo woo in it but there's also a lot of pleasure to be had not even just on a spiritual side like sexuality is super empowering and it always has been through history. And it's only this movement of, I don't know, like we, we keep talking about this like Western movement of patriarchy that is really shutting women down. Whereas like sex, female sexuality was always so empowering for like ever in history up until recently. Up until recently, you mean when? Like when... Uh, probably uh, what what's the word I'm looking for the industrial revolution and oh. um, like when it was better for women to be seen and not heard and all this bullshit it's like mm. okay but what about all the years in ancient Greece where actually like women were encouraged to be sexual beings and men like respected women's sexual empowerment and like whores were some of the most well respected and professions out there and yeah yeah and I mean I do see because there are a lot of um, comments in the chat this time or as well. I do see also there is a huge connection between um, the church and and how sex is viewed in general. Because as um, Tom Turtle said in chat, men and women shouldn't have sex for pleasure, just for protection, for example. So those are all things where, where especially when you grow up in a religious society, which like especially with Christians with Christianity around you in one way or the other. It's just something that is always uh, connected to shame in general and especially for women. I once found this weird, we have a super weird church somewhere on the mountain up there um, who had, had a really, really conservative priest there. And they had booklets there about how to raise a boy and how to raise a girl. And if you read that, you want to actually throw up in your mouth because it's so the things that they give, want to give, um, want to, I don't know, tell their own children about how they should do and how they should, how they should treat life and all that is just super, super painful. And it has nothing to do with, with celebrating who you are owning who you are and love yourself it's always about that shame that you carry with you and it's just um yeah and the the real contradictory um view of like when men have a lot of women they are the players and they're awesome and they can wear it like a badge of honor but when women do the same they're automatically i don't know whores and 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 sluts whatever and the slut shaming sluts and, and yeah like it's it's so unacceptable for a woman to have had multiple partners but it's almost expected of men to mm -hmm. and like Fazley says in the in the chat that um the ridicule men get for being virgins is is horrific like there's there's mm -hmm. films made about like the 40 year old virgin like mm -hmm. 
And it's funny, they're like, oh my God, that man's 40 and he's a virgin. Like, ha ha ha, we got to fix that. And it's like, you know. You don't have to fix anyone. It's every person's decision how they live their life. And if they don't, I don't know. For some people, sex is more than just popping the wheel in and popping it out again. So, um, or not no interest in it at, at all. So that doesn't make anyone uh, less of a person because they have no interest in that for sure and i'm just going to read out what sil says in chat um Mm -hmm. she says but there is still such a difference in how disconnected it is how men and women view sexuality just look at online dating most men don't hesitate to send a certain d-pic but women don't go around and send pics of their intimate parts after just saying hi in a message why is there that difference in the genders is it because girls get taught to be ashamed with their sexuality i mean that's a that's a question i think there's a lot to unpack with that like Mm. um and a lot of it is about shame I think and but then a lot of it is possibly the behavior of men as well Mm. and the like if somebody sends you gets a dick pic sent to them and they show a friend like the man's probably most most likely gonna be like meh they showed my dick whereas like a woman sends a picture and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, did you see so-and-so is naked? And like the picture goes around and then it's just like even more, it's, it's so it's more shameful. I just want to clarify. That's not my opinion. It's more shameful for a woman to send a naked picture than it is for a man um, from society's point of view. And it gets all shared around. And I would go a step further with that in general, because I do think that there is a certain Fear that men have, uh, no, fear that women have as to what men can do to them. Um, which is also, I think, something where they're more careful and cautious about what they do because, um, you never know what can happen. Like, because of the, I don't think, I think that the kind of culture that we live in, in a way, like, like with what we talked about with white fragility, where it's just this, this subconscious awareness or not awareness of something specific. And I do think there is this subconscious fear from um, women towards men to a certain degree. Not that everybody, uh, not that all men or any man or like every man they meet on the street would automatically be become a perpetrator or, or 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 assault them in any way but i do think that there is this certain subconscious fear of women towards men about what they could do to them which mm-hmm. i think also makes them more cautious and more careful about what they put out there and that's something that i don't think men go around with which is also why i think that i guess in gay culture it works differently so if you send a dick pic it's not automatically a threat if you get one whereas if you send a dick pic to a woman it is more perceived as such yes and that's what i was saying but i said it very badly (laughs) no you didn't say it very badly okay cool (laughs) you talk more about the shame Mm, in that and because that's also i do think also something that because there is no proper, like, I didn't have any of that. Like, there is no proper education on anything regarding sexuality when uh, when you when you grew up. Like, your parents don't really tell you because of, I mean, my, 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 my mother would have been 70 last year ago. So last year. Um, and my dad is 74 this year. So they grew up in a whole different era, right? So my mom used to tell my 
cousin, and that's only something that my cousin told me after my mother had passed away, that my mother told her that sometimes she was lending her hoo-ha to her dad because uh, to my dad because she wanted it, right? And that's just a subconscious belief that she also carried around. That's something that she practiced. Um, and I do not think that we, I got taught by my parents anything regarding a good, healthy, sexual behavior and relationship especially not as a woman and I didn't get anything like that in school so you don't nobody really gets raised in a for or or gets I don't know prepared for what sexuality means how to have pleasurable pleasurable sexual experiences you don't do that in school you pop a condom on a banana and that's it if 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 ever and only now and also because I also did a, a, a training like that about can you exp- get more workshops where you talk more about what forms of sexuality are out there, what is good for you, masturbation is great, and all stuff like that. So that's just um, getting rid of the taboo that is all covered all over sexuality in general. And we all have not really, up to a certain age, have not had the any reference point for that really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I, I agree with everything that you said. Mm. Um, and then circling it back around to music, I think that like WAP isn't unique. Um, I, I mean, it's unique in uh, how explicit it is. I think for a female rapper, um, mm. like because it is, it's a pretty explicit song. But that like it's only shocking quote quotes on the word shocking because it's come from a woman and it hasn't come from a man um Mm. and it's like such a a positive representation of female empowerment but like pink has songs about masturbation um rietta has a song about s&m which i have a funny story about actually um back when i was working in a catering uh at a nursing home um one of these one of the women that i worked with she was older um and she was very, very devout Christian. And anytime S&M came on the radio, she was just like really rocking out to, to S&M and was like singing it. And I was like, uh, okay. And I was like having a little laugh to myself because it was just, it was really contradictory. So one day I was like, oh, um, hey, this woman's name, do you know what the song is about? And she was like, no, I don't. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, it's about sex, right? And she was like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> I was like it literally no is like sex in the air it's like they she says sex you keep saying sex when you're singing and you didn't know it was about sex and she was like I had no idea anyways what? she was just so scandalized that this song was about like dirty sex she was like nope <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious even though she kept singing it, it's great. I mean, I understand when it's not your native language, right? And you you start to, especially when kids start to sing some dirty stuff that they don't understand. Or, I mean, I guess it also happens to me that I sing stuff where I'm then late, like, what did that even mean? But when you're native and you, <laughs> you don't, yeah, or pretend you don't know, or didn't didn't know what you heard, it's just a bit pathetic as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> what song does Pink have about uh, have about mast- masturbation? Uh, it's a song, and it's about like it's just you and your hand tonight, and it's like about masturbation. Um, I can't oh. remember uh, what what one it is. I can look it up. Um, I know that song, but isn't she singing about someone, a guy? That's at least what I thought. I um, can hear it in my head. 
I was fine before. Uh, um, I'm not here for your entertainment. You don't really want to mess with me today. Just stop and take a second. I was fine before you walked into my life because you know it's over before it began. Keep your drink. Just give me the money. It's just you in your hand tonight. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I thought it's that more it was- like you fuck off. You're alone tonight. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, there's and then there's another one somewhere. Um, there's just there's a lot of songs out there, and like every time one of these like sexually empowering songs comes out from a woman there's like this huge blow up like oh my god this woman's empowering empowered by her sexuality blah blah and yeah yeah and that's that's the thing right like nobody goes out there and makes a video about and i mean at the very end you can still decide whether or not you like the intensity of the sexuality in the song because we had that other discussion uh, about the nudity in, in streaming and all that. And I think you can still decide if that's for you or if, if it's not for you, but especially in that regard, I, I, you can, you see it. If you compare male rappers to female rappers, then all Cardi B did now in that moment is talking about, because all other, like not all, not all other rappers, but other rappers are just as vulgar, right? They're just as vulgar. They're not only vulgar very often; they're also also um, borderline assaulting in songs and assaulting women in songs and in their songs. And hardly anyone ever questions that, or it's just like it's a form of art and 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 and, and all that. But now that Cardi B comes along and owns that and celebrates her own sexuality in the song now it's this huge issue and the issue is again you can or cannot like the song if you want to and if that's too too much for you then it's too much for you because some find modesty empowering sometimes some find nudity empowering and that's all okay right but in that special regard if you take those two comparisons it's just clear why it's misogynistic now that you come come go ahead and talk about a song that yes it's vulgar but also there have been other rap songs that have been just as vulgar and nobody gave a flying fuck about this Mm -hmm. yeah and it's yeah yeah okay so i'm trying to formulate this thought here um i think just in regards to like women talking about their sexuality like it's not a new it's not a new thing like it's been happening in popular music for years and it's been happening like even like Let's talk about second wave feminism. Like that was a huge surge in female sexuality and female sexual empowerment. And Mm -hmm. like a super celebrated and famous um, speaker and poet, Maya Angelou, um, the lyrics to Still I Rise, or like the words in Still I Rise, one of her most famous poems, it actually says like, does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Like, she is literally like my my Angelou is great. She she's she's amazing. Um, and she's like out of the huts of history's shame, I rise up from a past that's rooted in pain. I rise, like she is like whew, it. That is some beautiful words, and like I'm sure that that caused just as much like craziness and and like shame on women for talking about their or bits like that in the 70s like that's horrible and it's the same thing is happening now i think what we need to add in that setting as well is that maya angelou is a black woman because it's black women are even more sexualized than than um white women are so for maya angelou to write something sexual in the 70s is like i don't even find the comparison right now (laughs) 
yeah. it's just like the the epiphany of 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 revolutionary act in the 70s basically yeah um basically it's like any time that a woman wants to be sex positive or empowered with her sexuality or even talk about sex it's like there's always going to be some controversy still brings up a great point about the vagina monologues being hugely controversial in the 90s and so like yeah I think they were super controversial then but that doesn't mean they're any less controversial now and I'm like it just seems like we're having the same arguments over and over and over again because all these conservative men just and it's not actually solely men there's many conservative women who who don't want women to rise up in their power um, just pushing back on anything that just empowers the sex, like women's sexuality. Um, I, I need to I have two things. Number one, that's again, another great example of you do not have to need this for your, like, that is not just because Cardi B is doing this doesn't mean that you need to implement the same thing for your life, but that does mean that cardi b can't celebrate her sexuality like this so that, that that's again this duality situation where it's like yes you must not 100 agree probably but that doesn't mean that the that the celebration of herself and the celebration of her own of owning it and of, of celebrating and of having fun and of enjoying her life is not something good that we need as women in general and i need an explanation what the vagina monologues are please so the vagina monologues, um, Eve Ensler, I wanted to say Ed Ensler, and I was like, I know that's not right. So just look it up, Amanda. <laughs> um, it's a play um, with a whole bunch of different scenes. And each one is about like a different way to empower the vagina, empower women to feel more confident mm -hmm. with their vaginas, with their sexuality. Um, and it's it was huge at the time like it, when it came uh, when it premiered in 1996 like and that was 24 years ago um and it's been it's performed amateur all over the world it's still performed like I think on Broadway or off Broadway um like all over the world still like it's it's a very popular thing and each scene is a different way in which women get up on stage and they talk about how they've felt shamed for the vagina or how they've they've really learned to love their sexuality or how like and like their transitions so just like it's it's an open expression of of women's sexuality and it is something to if you don't if you don't watch it it's something to read um i read it first and then i saw it in university um our women's center put on the play and then i saw it again a few years ago in belfast and like every time i see it it's just such a powerful expression of female sexuality that it it's amazing and everybody should see it um it's just it's just wonderful uh, they totally passed me by, but probably also because, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <Here it> is. <laughs> yeah. So would would recommend um, for sure. Nice. And Dennis brings up about uh, Margaret Cho as well, who's a stand-up comedian famous for her sexual content. Um, and yeah, Margaret Cho is awesome. We, you, I I couldn't name what she does now but I watched a lot of her in high school um she's a fantastic comedian um just really groundbreaking in what she talks about up on stage like there's people out there there's women out here doing the work um making yeah. like, nor normalizing female sexuality but then there's all these other people pushing it down as shameful and horrible and I mean I do think Seal mentioned in chat that it seems like it's 24 years ago when, when it premiered, so the vagina uh, monologues. Um, and 
it seems like we hardly moved forward. I'm not sure if I agree with the f- like. I'm not sure if I totally agree with the fact that it's twenty that nothing has changed since twenty four years. I think we see more and more. Um, we see more and more series that celebrate sexuality more, like Sex Education, for example, and and I can't think of anything else right now. But I do think that's already <laughs> revolutionary. I mean, I got thrown off the thing here, right? Um, so I do think that it's just we're we're on in the, that transition period, and and I guess like we've talked about in a few previous episodes, it's not that we. It just seems. Like we haven't gone very far there, but it's a it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. Like it's probably not up to us to finish the race, but we need to find people who can do that for us and and like continue to doing the work basically. Uh, Sil also says like she I I think she agrees, um, but it's a quarter of a century and it still feels like there are so many taboo, uh, so many things are taboo to talk about when it comes to sexuality, and it's true. But yeah. I think it's much more accepted now than it used to be. Like, yeah, for sure. I think if this Cardi B song came out in the nineties, it would have like, I, I actually, I don't think it would have come out in the nineties. No, I don't think so as well. Um, so yeah, while there was some more, like some more sexually explicit songs that have come out in the nineties, then it's like, this probably wouldn't have been okay. Like it yeah. would have been a huge, like way bigger scandal than it was now. And like, I, I mean, it's literally just one, like a few guys talking shit about the song. And honestly, the reception that I've like, I, di- I didn't go to Twitter and read all the crap because I mean, you can find everything horrible on Twitter, but there wasn't really, when I was Googling it, there wasn't really a lot of newspapers covering it. And the ones that did cover it, that weren't, they weren't really like, oh my God, look at the horrible song that Cardi B wrote. It was more like, are we really talking about this? Look at you being an idiot kind of situation. And in the 90s, that would not have been the case. It wouldn't wouldn't have. So, yeah. Exactly. Like, I, th- I heard about this song because I'm super not into music uh, no that's not wrong if the, if the if music didn't come out in the 90s I probably don't know it um so I was talking to Monica before we did the show and I was like you know I don't know if I can do this episode because I don't know who Cardi B is like, I, hear, I hear this name Cardi B and I know she's a rapper but like I, I don't know who she is and Monica's like I don't either and then she sends me a part of her Wikipedia and she's like she's the most celebrated female rapper of, of our time and I was like I yeah we're too is. old for this like I just I'm I'm gonna make it my mission to listen to like all of Cardi B's music now because I feel like I owe it to her and female. And to be fair, you probably it. know a few. I might. I think I might. we we would know a few if I if I come across one, but yeah. I couldn't be able to pinpoint it right now. For sure. But I um, mean, but yeah, the point that I was trying to make. Sorry, before I went off on that tangent, I'm like I actually know who she is. Um, is I just kept seeing on Instagram like all these posts like talking about WAP and how this is an amazing song and what does WAP stand for and people are like posting it it's about about like women against patriarchy and like yeah listening listening to the lyrics and I'm like yeah okay it's yeah it's about sex but it's also women against patriarchy like this song totally yeah um, and then I just I, I you also see on on Instagram like people posting uh, bits of the video with like Ben Shapiro's face um, like in parts of it like just totally memeing the shit out of him and I'm like I also don't know who Ben Shapiro is like so I, I kind of th- this song was totally like and controversy and everything was on my peripheral but because I'm so out of touch with like this I, I don't know what's going on here I'm just kind of like uh 
I should probably look at this at some point. So thanks, Fazley, for the push to actually look into this. Yeah, thanks for bringing this up. Yeah. So in the bottom line is we do think it's great. Make of the song what you want, but it's a great feminist move. And Shapiro does need to bring his wife in to justify how humid or not humid female body parts need to be and are. And if she's a doctor, she should probably understand a little bit of how female sexuality actually works and that the wetness is a good thing. Yeah, the end. (laughs) There is nothing more to add. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh... Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what we have for you on this week's episode of Geek Herring. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Please leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, tell us about how much you like uh, the show, because that'd be great. And see you again on another amazing episode next week. Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.